Ready? Yeah. Oh, one, two, three, four. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. This is for the girls podcast. It, it is a it is a podcast celebrating the female performers of of the sands of our times. It is the gay diva podcast. It is the only one where gay people talk about their divas and why they love them, how they found them. And um, how they interact with their work on a daily basis. Yeah, it's queers standing uh, for these fabulous women. It's um, queers and non-binary and and the whole kit and caboodle telling you stories. <laughs> about their fandom. About their fandom. Yeah. And so we do interviews and then we're doing these iconic mini episodes where Nick and I just gab, gab, gab about things we don't really understand and, and they're only many in the sense that there's just two of us on these episodes. They're still about 45 minutes long. Yeah, sure. And my goodness. But if you're sticking <laughs> with us, thank you. I'm Jason Black. And I'm Nick Westrate. Hi, Here welcome we back, Battle Angels. Hey, um, Battle Angels. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for tuning in for another iconic episode. Um, what are we talking about today, Jay? What? Okay, so we're, t- so we're all about nostalgia and... For some reason, we just can't stop talking about the summer of 95, 1995. Um, this is our second episode about the summer of 1995. Summer of, yes, this is going to be our second episode of... So we're really kind of going down our memory lane, and we're talking about the iconic Now and Then. Now and Then, which is a film from 1995. The female version of Stand By Me. I think a lot of people have a warm spot for this. I know we did. And Nick, you were the one that really pushed this. And kind of, you want to tell about your wild journey to figure out <laughs> how to even consume this so movie? This is, an, this is another one of those episodes where we talk about something that you probably can't watch. Because now and then, <laughs> we as, almost of right, <laughs> as of right now, now and then is not streaming anywhere. So I hope that the fucking Criterion Collection gets it, out and gets it on their new streaming service. <laughs> That's definitely where it belongs. Um, <laughs> we were huge Now and Then fans. I had a Now and Then poster in my bedroom, and we loved this movie so much, but I couldn't find it on any fucking streaming service. And, and you couldn't rent it. it, right? You couldn't rent it on Amazon. I like couldn't even can't... rent it on iTunes or Amazon. No. You can't even buy that shit. So, I had to, so then I put out a tweet to all you battle angels and was like, hey, how do I watch Now and Then? To which, like, one of you replied, and you were like, get on eBay, bitch. And I was like, oh, good idea. So then I bought a DVD on eBay, the old school way. But then trick happened was I went over to Jason's to watch it. He does not have a television or a DVD player. (laughs) Old school. Old school now and then. I'm like the 50s version of now and then, right? I just listen to records. So we had to borrow a DVD player from... um, our, long, our very good friend of the podcast, Dorothy. Who came over fabulous. and watched it with us. She was Who also... watched it with us. Yeah. It, it was, was a fan meetup. Fan, one fan meetup, y'all. That's what we do. <laughs> we set up a meetup and we only want one... Well, because we only have one person to come to that meetup. We only have one fan. No, yeah. it was um, our first Battle Angel fan meetup. We should start... We should have like a, a raffle or some kind of contest for the next Battle Angel fan meetup doesn't to watch that, something. Doesn't that make... That feels like... That's why I don't have birthday parties, because I'm like, no one's going to come. Like, who's, <laughs> who's going to raffle? <laughs> um, who's going to like enter that raffle? What would the contest be? Uh... Okay, the contest is going to be really obscure. Do your best Gabby Hoffman impersonation, and we will be judging severely. Send it in on video. Yeah, send send us- it, it has to be a Gabby Hoffman 
plus Demi Moore impersonation. Yeah. You have to <laughs> record yourself doing a speech from now and then. You but, have to post it to us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. But here's the and thing. whoever does the best one wins. Like Nick said, you have to start as Gab- Gabby Hoffman and subtly transition into Demi Moore. And if you've seen this movie, actually, it's not that hard because Demi really is sounding like she's eating packs of cigarettes on the set. No. When she's, she's a deep smoker in this. There's so much smoking in this movie. <laughs> Bizarrely, a lot of... The, oh, so, okay. In the summer of 1995, it was cool to smoke. Smoking was still in. Yeah, especially in like... Children's movies. I mean, they were just like. I mean, I bet Demi and Melanie were like, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna do like our five minutes of this movie if we can't just smoke all the way through it. It doesn't sound fun to us." <laughs> and they were like, okay. "They were just like refused to take the cigarettes out of their hands." Okay, so let's set up this movie for everybody. So you, you've already heard the contest. <laughs> the winner gets an iconic meetup, and we'll watch something from Jason's moldy VHS collection. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you've always already heard us set it up. So our friend of the pod, Dorothy, came over. This was also really important to her, and. We and we we all were ready for for a really good time because again this was uh, you know I, I think a big thing in our childhood I think a big thing in a lot of your your childhoods but we I, I, because you can't we haven't seen it we haven't really seen it in a really long time so I think. N- we none of us really knew what to expect exactly. So okay, here's the premise. It's very okay, complicated. So it's a complicated premise. It's about four best friends. And the year is like 19... What did we figure out it was? It was like 1969. We had to do some math, but even when... But like it's still even... Because of the music cues, we thought maybe we could like deduce when, but they still were playing like a couple songs um, out of that era. So, (laughs) Right. Well, it's four girlfriends in Indiana, you know, during the Vietnam War. And they're like... How old are they? Or like right after the Vietnam War. Oh, they're 12. Yeah. And they're 12 years old. And they are just growing up in a little cul-de-sac together, and they riding wanna, bikes. And they want to build kids. a treehouse. Yes, they need to save up money Y'all. to build a treehouse. And they are played by they are played by four iconic teen stars of the time: Christina Ricci, Thora Birch, Gabby Hoffman, and Ashley Aston Moore. Are these four friends, and their names are Roberta, Teeny, Samantha, and Chrissy. Right, mm-hmm. and then. Also, we get very early in the movie that they have grown up into Rosie O'Donnell, Melanie Griffith, Demi Moore, and Rita Wilson. And they are coming back together because they made a pact in their treehouse to always stay friends. And that is the then part. Thomas Wolfe once said, you can't go home again. Well, that's great for old Tom. But he wasn't a chick who made a pact with her friends when she was 12 to get together whenever any one of them needed each other. So here I am driving back to my childhood home in Indiana. A place I can tell you I never wanted to see again. Uh, I guess a promise is a promise. Sure looks like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. Because that's, oh, that's yeah, an now so part. That's the title. That's the now no, part. That's the now part. Okay, the that's the now part. part. And then, the, and then the poster. The so like what we all remember, right, is those iconic. That That's like, ju- that's just like... Fuck, boots the house down. Iconic. Like, we, we have these young <laughs> celebrities that Nick and I had grown up with playing these goddesses that we had also grown up with. And I, and I think our minds, they really share a lot, a lot of screen time. Because on the poster, it's like the younger ones are at the bottom and then the older ones are at the top. And they're all in these, like, white T-shirts. And they kind of have the, the older like ones Klein. have their arms around their younger yes. selves. 
and it's like a blue sky background. It's like you, everyone grows up into a movie star. And, and, it, and it starts, it starts with the adults. So it starts with like kind of, so you kind of can see what maybe all, all of the kids have turned into. And, and obviously there's some fractured relationships. And I definitely think we all were prepared to see more of the adults in this film. Yes. And yes. We were or maybe really shocked. There, okay, so if you somehow work with eBay Magic and figure out how if to you watch go, this Do you know there's only one blockbuster left in all of the world? It's in Alaska, right? Yeah. So go to so Alaska. all of our babies. battle angels in Alaska, all our Alaskan yes. fans, oh, I get would down love to that. that blockbuster. How many copies of Now and Then do you think that blockbuster has? Twelve. <laughs> A good twelve. A good easy twelve and maybe some in the back room for, for now and then. <laughs> stupid so if you do manage to figure out how to watch it you're going to be disappointed in how much the adults are not in the movie at all it's mainly a movie about the kids yeah disappointed yes shocked yes um it should be uh, called then then it should be called then and just a little now (laughs) and just then with a little bit of now then with like a couple minutes of now Um, and so but do you think it's also that we wanted more of the adults because now we're adults and we just wanted more of the adult problems. But when we were kids watching this movie, we were completely satisfied with how much it was about kids. I remember being completely sad. That's the thing is, and, and, and Nick and I talked about this going into it because, you know, I think we both like this movie. But I don't think like this movie hit us the way it did uh, when we were kids. And I, I said, well, you know what? It's still important that we stand for our ch- childhood selves. Right. And I know I mean, that we stood for this movie. I mean, we, in our minds, we thought it was just amazing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think it's just like time has grow, grown on me. Time has grown on me, baby. God, I'm saying so much dumb shit right now for now and then. Um, and uh, Time has grown on me. It's amazing. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. <laughs> oh, fuck. And I, I just... I think my mind is just truly remembered that the film was really shared by the now and the thens. And I think that's kind of where I was like, oh. And yeah, of course, like Melanie, Demi, uh, Rosie, Rita were all kind of in a really interesting spot in the mid-90s. So yeah, I definitely was revisiting oh, this movie to see see more of them. But that's okay. We were just <laughs> we didn't get to see a lot of them, but we saw a lot of the kids. Dora Birch, Christina Ricci. Ashley Aston Moore and Gabby Hoffman. And maybe that is why it was that's why it worked for us so much because we just got to see their little adventures. And Yeah, and it's about a bunch of girls like riding around on bikes and fucking stealing boys underwear when they're skinny dipping and having their first kisses and most importantly solving a mystery of some kid who got murdered. Named Ugly John, Beautiful John, <laughs> Silent John. Dear Johnny. Dear Johnny. <laughs> Close. Dear Johnny, because that's what his headstone says. And then who? Because they do some Ouija board. How about Dear Johnny? Let's find out how he died. Close your eyes. Guide us in our pursuit of the spirit world. Keep our circle safe from those who promote evil and seek to harm. Dear Johnny. We know you were just a kid when you died. We want to find out how. I'm Concentrate. <laughs> Dear Johnny, can you hear me? 
If you can hear me, give us a sign. Let us know. It's okay. We just want to talk to you. Tell us how you died. They're doing some Ouija board in the graveyard, which we never did. I mean, we fucked with a Ouija I did. board. but You fucked with a Ouija board in a graveyard? No, not in a graveyard. I don't know if I would in a graveyard. You never did it in a graveyard. Never in a graveyard. We used to fuck with Laura Harness with the Ouija board, though. So, yeah, they prank each other, too. So, like, oh, uh, yeah. Kind of, kind of um, dark pranks. Uh, Christina Ricci's character is, like, pranks. really into death because her mom died, unfortunately. Yeah. And she fake drowns herself. And mm-hmm. her best. Not cool. F- and, oh, because they all have best friends, right? Like, it's her and Teeny. Her and Tini, Christina Ricci and Ashley Aston Moore are like closer, and then Thora Birch and Kelly <laughs> Hoffman are closer, but they're all a foursome. They're, yeah, but they're, they're right. They're still, they're still an iconic foursome. But just as, <laughs> as they say in communes, even in the free love community, you still break off into twos. <laughs> so, <laughs> some, do they say that in communes? <laughs> they say that about communes. Yeah, it's just easier. <laughs> That's how we're built. That's how God built us. Is to just be, <laughs> just to be a couple of any sort. This is a, this is a relationship <laughs> podcast. This is a Christian. Monogamy. Remember when? Remember a long time ago when I told you I was a Christian after the we Aretha can, when episode? We, after, when still Aretha am. Converted us to Christianity. <laughs> well, we still are. I'm still <laughs> consistent about one thing, a couple things. Anyway, so they so so Christina Ricci, uh, you know, fakes that she drowns. It was like, oh, this crazy thing. She's not breathing. Someone's got to give her mouth to mouth. You do mouth to mouth. I'll do CPR. The other way around. Out of my okay. way. Oh, well, it's good to know who your true friends are. You know, I was going to do it. Me too, I really was. You're right. Chrissy here is the only one who's really... Oh, my... Chrissy! Oh. Don't you ever do anything like that to me again. Ever! It was a joke! <sighs> that wasn't the first time Roberta faked her own death. Earlier that year, she scared the hell out of us when she jumped off the roof and pretended she broke her neck. None of us had experienced a loss like Roberta's, and we didn't understand her jokes. But she kept trying to make death funny, maybe to make it easier for herself. Look, I'm sorry. If it means anything to you, I really appreciate it that you would have done that mouth-to-mouth thing. You scared me to death. I'm sorry. Roberta, you're my best friend. (laughs) Hey, hell red hook you got there. Roberta, don't swear. We can't forget to mention, though, that there are a few other divas in this movie. So we've named you the eight main divas in this movie. So if you didn't think that was diva enough for you, there are also guest diva appearances by Bonnie Hunt... Cloris Leachman and Janine Garofalo. I would not come to this movie for any of them because they are barely in it. But but you should know that that Janine Garofalo plays a psychic lesbian beatnik, which is pretty awesome. Who also works at a restaurant. Yeah, who moonlights as a waitress. (laughs) Moonlights as a waitress. (laughs) Um. So we had. So Nick and I growing up, we loved the movie Stand by Me, and that was from like I think that was like. Mm, 87, 89, seven. something like that. Yeah. Um, and I remember growing up and, and loving that. And that was kind of, like I said, that was the boy version of now and then. And I remember when now and then was coming out, I was like, Whoa, this is so exciting because 
In real time, y'all, we had grown up with these actresses. So we knew Thora Birch from Monkey Trouble and Hocus Pocus. And uh-huh. we knew um, Gabby Hoppin from Field of Dreams and Sleepless in Seattle. And we knew, of course, our Christina uh, was... I mean, she was really the teen idol of my life. At Christina. Christina yeah. was my teen idol. Oh, my gosh. She was such a teen idol. She was in Mermaids, Mermaids Adam's Family. family. Um, Casper. Oh, also Devin Sawa is also in this movie, y'all. Like, Devin Sawa of Casper fame is in Now and Then and Christina's Love Interest. Which I which think brings perfect. all the girls to the yard on this film is... I was not a Devin... Devin Sawa? Yeah, I was not a Devin Sawa, like, no. What's wrong with you? Uh, um, I like mine a little bit more meaty. Um, you were a JTT girl? I was a J- Yeah, I like mine a little more meaty JTT. Uh, Devin was just <laughs> this like is the grossest conversation. I can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> it's disgusting. Why? Uh, they're uh, they're older than us, probably now. Um, That's I, true. I what hope. the fuck happened to JTT? Did he become a doctor? Or something? Yeah, I, I'll still look him up. I'll still try to like get a glimpse of him. He's like he, just listen, a he listens guy. to this podcast. Yes, Justin Taylor. He's- Thomas. Uh, Thomas is a battle angel, and we know that as a, we know that as a fact. So check us. He's put, he's applying for the raffle. He does a mean Gabby Hoffman impersonation. There's nothing about this it. contest that's a raffle, but I lo- I want to call it the raffle. I wanted to be Christina Ricci so 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 bad. I literally was. I would like walk around my house um, when Adam's family came out and like tell my mom that I was Wednesday and act like I was going through like trap doors and going into the dungeon and. I thought she was so fabulous. Um, she was just so dry and dark and, and gothy. Like the, sar- the sarcastic girl you always wanted to be your best friend. Yeah, just like so worldly. And Th- But Thora Birch was also this just like kind of – she reminded me of um, uh, Jessie Daverna, mm-hmm. who was my best friend's little sister. And so she kind of reminded you of that fun little sister Thora did, mm-hmm. you know, who um, – and God, is she not? They're they're just they were just such talented actresses. She's super. She's super sexual in this movie too. She plays the young Melanie Griffith, and she wants to grow up and be an actress and everything. And she takes uh, balloons and fills them with pudding. I remember I like wanting to do that and be like, to, like "That's a good idea." Bra. That's like a good yeah. Idea. Being like, "This is like for my next drag show in the backyard." Is that I'm going to like fill up balloons with pudding for my boobs. She was so good. But I really love Gabby Hoffman in this movie. Gabby Hoffman, I feel like, was like me as a kid. Do you remember Gabby I know from I said, Field of Dreams? I, was, I, did, I don't think I've ever seen Field of Dreams. Oh, get out. Yes, you have. Sport, I think it was too sportsy for me. But I remember from Sleepless in Seattle, of course, at the time. Oh, she was, she, she was beautiful. She was, she was super young in those movies, you know? So um, young. Uh, so I love also how Gabby Hoffman took so much time off and now is on Transparent and, and girls, girls and everything. She's... Remember when she just like came back on Girls and you were like, fuck, Gabby Hoffman. But didn't she like go to college and she's like smart and everything? Yeah, she, she stopped being an actress well, for this, a while. So this is the tea that I wanted to get into was to talk about the girls uh, then and the girls now. Which I, oh, yeah. Which I think is like super interesting. So you did the Gabby section, which right. is like, you know, she did, you know, so she did all this and then and then she did now and then. And then she didn't really do, I mean, she was in um, 200 Cigarettes. Like, she did actually continue. 200 Cigarettes, right. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. I remember being so upset that Courtney Love fucked Paul Rudd in that movie because I was so in love with Paul Rudd from Object of My Affection. Oh, really? You were like, I oh. can't believe he's not actually gay. Um, I just didn't like him playing straight people. I still don't. 
She was in, which I don't even remember her being in this movie, which maybe that's crazy, but it says that she was in You Can Count On Me, which is an iconic movie with Laura Linney. I don't remember her being in that movie. I haven't seen it in such a long time. So she kind of was acting, but like kind of nothing, yeah, like nothing really big. And then she really kind of splashed back with uh, with her TV career. Yeah. In a big way. Yeah, I... I I think she took some, like, consciously took some time off. That's the story I want to write. Gabby Hoffman uh, tweeted us and let us know what you were. I want, yeah, like now and then in girls. Like she studied pottery in some yeah. liberal no, school. No, she studied in like Maine. comparative literature or something. You know, she speaks Russian. Yeah, she's but yeah, exactly. She studied like 18th century <laughs> Russian literature. Because um, that's because I honestly the Gabby from now and then I feel like is so appropriately the Gabby I imagine uh, now. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like because this this person she plays a writer and she's she's moody. It's funny, her and Christina Ricci really kind of have similar vibes to me. They do. It's kind of sweet how they aren't best friends in the movie, but they need kind of the chipper fun girl to be their counterpart. Yeah, they each know? each one of them because Gabby's friend right is the bubbly Thor Birch. Yes. And Thor Birch is an obviously in my, all, you know, y'all are going to hear about this, but it's my favorite bet movie, Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies of all time, a movie that I watch every year. Yes, ma'am. Sometimes twice a year. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> don't even come we'll, for me. We'll do an entire episode about it Abs- in Halloween. Don't you every worry. Every Halloween we will. I'll find new maybe things whoever, to say. Maybe whoever wins the raffle will get to uh, be on the Hocus Pocus episode with us. Wow. Or Well, I will decide that. I will definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be the gatekeeper on that. I'll be the gatekeeper on that. Um, yes. Okay. You can decide what we do with the raffle person. I promise. So Thora Birch then was the queen of Hocus Pocus. So Thora Birch was was, choosing monkey trouble. Monkey trouble. What was that? Was that a movie with her and a monkey? Yes, exactly. Girl, you got it right away. (laughs) You guessed it right away. Detective Nick. Um, also you can find monkey trouble also on the criterion collections, new streaming service. You actually can. I actually think I tried to stream monkey trouble recently and it was kind of one of those like midnight movies where I was like, I'm probably okay if I don't finish this. Um, (laughs) Um, okay, enough about Monkey Trouble. But then Thora went on, of course, to do. If you're all thinking, who the fuck is Thora Birch? No, no one's thinking who a, the fuck is Thora Birch. That's true. No one who listens to this podcast has any trouble identifying Thora Birch. <laughs> no, <laughs> if, if you do, hunties, get your act together. If you're already a hot twenty minutes into this now and then episode, you've figured it out by now. But um, she went on to do one of your big childhood movies. American Beauty, mm-hmm. which when I was like 13 and saw that movie, I was like, this is the meaning of art. It's also like, we're, so like you said, we grew up with these girls, right? And we were, you know, I know that like for, for both of us, we were, we were already saying who we wanted to be. So we were really kind of seeing ourselves in, uh, in, in these ladies' performances. And it's crazy from Thor's now and then from 95 to 99. It was like, whoa, we we grew up. Yeah, she grew up in a big way. I mean, she got naked at American Beauty, which I still don't feel like she's old enough to do. And I feel like that was somehow illegal, and it's Kevin Spacey's fault. And then she had her like last uh, big one, which was Ghost World in 2001. Ghost World, right, with, with ScarJo. Yeah, which introduced the world to our scars. Um, oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually really beautiful. 
Um, our scars. <laughs> introducing the world to our scars. Um, but then Miss Thora's now. Like, I haven't seen Thora Birch in a minute. Okay, so, like, the tea that I kind of I kind of know is, like, she was managed by her father, and it was, and he kind of mismanaged her career and was kind of a, some kind of, like, helicopter uh, parent, but just awful. And I know that she was, like, thrown off of sets, and she ended up doing these really kind of dark uh horror films kind of uh torture mm. porn horror films but i will no. tell you this yes i know unfortunately but i think she's i i, 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 I will say we don't have to uh, uh plan for her career because i actually think she's having a comeback um yeah is ryan murphy behind it who's behind it what's happening no one's really behind it but um if if anyone wants to go and look at this above suspicion um actually will you do it real quick um, when you, if you go to Thor Birch's Wikipedia, because the picture of Thor is iconic, so if she's going to be in a movie that's supposedly coming out called Above Suspicion with Amelia Clark and Jack um, Houston. Oh, cool! And 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 it, there's really nothing that it says about it. It's supposed to be a thriller, and that you can't really find any information, but you can find an iconic photo of Thor in a deep blonde wig, smoking a cigarette outside of some like gorgeous house and it's kind of my everything so that's like what i'm banking my hopes on that that big thora comeback i'm i'm ready for it i love thora birch and so she grows up into melanie griffith and she becomes a movie star and her name is teeny which is kind of weird too and then did we that was not a good take I, I just, um, yeah it just like that it weird you out that her name was teeny I just think it's a weird fucking name. Mm. What about Shorty? <laughs> we had a waitress recently called named Shorty. We, we did have a waitress named Shorty. So she was on. so good. Yeah, she was good. So maybe maybe Teeny turned up to grew up to be Shorty. <laughs> grew up to be a, a, a waitress in Palm Springs. Well, Teeny grew up to be a movie Melanie Griffith's movie star. A, a movie star who smokes a lot of cigarettes. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. Mel, Melanie's amazing in this movie. This is post Working Girl Melanie, and then it's. Christina was on this tear of amazing movies throughout the 90s, which just continued with the ice storm. Ah, come on. And then the, come on, um, the ice and storm. The opposite of sex and Buffalo 66, which are two movies that I fucking live for. I think she's so good in them. And she's kind of, Christina's never gone away. She had that she Zelda going. Fitzgerald TV show called Z. She made Monster with Charlize about my diva Eileen Warnos. She just kept making these like Lizzie Borden movies. I feel like she's made like 100. <laughs> I know. I actually, she's really trying to make the Lizzie Borden story. Maybe happen, she only made know. one. No, she only made two, but it felt like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Lizzie Borden is. My mom grew up in the town that Lizzie Borden did that in. Oh, did she really? Yeah, in Fall River, Massachusetts, Ooh. and she would walk by Lizzie Borden's house all the time, and it really freaked my mom out. Um, but she turned Christina turns into Rosie O'Donnell, and they are they are a doctor. Yeah, could, in the now. Yeah, so Christina Ricci, yeah, she still has her career. I do. Um, I, obviously, Thor Birch is like so, and then I guess we could we, we'll have to mention our last baby girl because it's sad. yeah. So Ashley Aston Moore, who plays Chrissy, who is the young version of Rita Wilson, uh, had some trouble after this movie. She did some TV stuff, but then she unfortunately uh, had some drug issues and passed away in 2009 from a heroin overdose, which is a total bummer. And she was as Chrissy. I mean, Chrissy's kind of one of the main characters of this film too. I feel like there's a lot of Chrissy like, and Chrissy is like really relied on to bring in 
large sections of the comedy, mm-hmm. I'd say. And she's really good. And she's really good in it. So, you know. I'm so bummed that the world just didn't help Ashley Aston more in a better way because I think we, we could have had an amazing career out of her. But out of out of the three out of the three that we're fortunate enough to have left, uh, whose career are you most excited about and uh, what are you looking for? Gabby Hoffman's Gabby Hoffman. Really? Absolutely. I think I think what she did on Transparent was so fabulous and so interesting and I know that that show is problematic and we're not supposed to like it or whatever I really enjoyed that show while it was on and I think like her arc near the end when they're in Israel and she's kind of figuring out if she's gender non-conforming or gender non-binary or wherever she is like on her journey I find so compelling and honest and um, I find her character to be complicated and great and I think she's a terrific actor so who's the career are you most excited about? Uh, well, I'm I'm not, not uh, so my fairy mean is not I'm most excited about, but that I I want Thora Birch to come back, and I really do think she is. And I went on that kind of strange ramble about this one photo I saw on Wikipedia page, <laughs> uh, which I don't even think you looked up. So <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm sorry, I'm trying to record a podcast. Chastise right you. Now. You look up this photo that I didn't send I'm you. Looking at a photo of her with Jane Fonda right now. Cool. Oh no, I see it. She's got a wig. And it's uh, <laughs> because I told you, bitch. Um, She's wearing flats and a big sweater vest. It's see, weird. Don't you love it? See, I know. Aren't you guys all uh, enticed? Okay. Here comes Thora Birch. I saw one. I'm going to hold out. I'm going to hold out and for the, to see the film. Oh, okay, okay. You wait. You wait. You you temper your response, babe. So I really want Thora Birch, obviously, to have something, but I don't quite know because I haven't seen her in a long time. But my real hope is that Christina Ricci like finds her pocket. Like I said, she did. So what she did was she did the Lizzie Borden took an axe, which was a Lifetime movie, and then she was like, "I'm not done." She did the Lizzie Borden Chronicles, which was an eight, which was eight episodes. <laughs> And then she did Zelda with a Z, which did seem like that would have been her pocket, right? Playing Zelda Fitzgerald, I was like, I can see that. That works. But I don't think anything has quite landed in the the way that I think, like, she truly deserves and truly deserves to be iconic. She did this, like, really weird movie called Distorted with John Cusack, um, one of John Mm -hmm. Cusack's, like, duds. Uh, You know, I just... (laughs) I can read him. It's for the girls. Um, and so, I, yeah, so that's where I just, I'm, I want uh, Kiki Ricci to kind of come back in this, in this like sweet middle, middle of our lives, uh, a picture. And mm, I don't know, I like, what, what should she be? Should she be, um, you know, should it be an art house? Should it be a horror? Should she be a lawyer trying to solve <laughs> contamination in Arkansas? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel- she should do an accent. She should definitely do like some sort of weird accent, yes. big character, prosthetic nose I, thing. You know what? You know what? I okay. Yes, I loved her, girl. I loved her. Like she is like literally. I like, know. What does Voldemort do when they a horror? She's my horror crux, baby. And like I <laughs> split half of my she's your horror crux. <laughs> That's I split amazing. half of my child. Split part of my childhood into Christina Ricci. Okay, like. <laughs> I feel extremely attached to her. And if she dies, part of me will die. So I just need her to have a comeback so I can feel good about myself. Okay, let's talk about the comebacks that we need to happen from the now girls. So we've got Demi Moore, Rita Wilson, Melanie Griffith, Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. Um, Demi Moore in this movie is me. 
Really? I used to be. Like, you felt... Just like you, chain smoking you, you and dark, sarcastic. You thought you were like... You loved being dark. Dark sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Wearing like a wearing dark black. sweater. Yeah, like, black sweater. Yeah, like reading a really important book. Being you know, moody. Being sp- moody. Being moody and smarter than everybody. Am I anyone totally in, in this film? Back. I don't think so. You you shouted like five times while watching this film, I'm Chrissy. You said that so many times. <laughs> I think it was the only note you took. <laughs> We were so tired when we watched this movie. Yeah, we were exhausted. And then Jason, I looked at his notebook afterwards, and all he had written down is, I am Chris. And like psychotic. Enormous letters. And like psychotic, like scribbled, like lettering, I am Chrissy. Well, because so Chrissy was a big girl, which is so fun. I actually actually was the reverse. I was a pretty like svelte kid who grew up to be kind of a bigger adult. Thick. Thick. That's like what like the sexy version of calling someone fat is, is that they're thick. I like that. I'm thick. Um, I like thick. Yeah, thick is yeah, thick is good. Thick is juicy. But yeah, you're thick and juicy, just like Chrissy, Chrissy was a little thick. And juicy. <laughs> Though she grows up to be very skinny, Rita Wilson. But you can't tell because Rita's pregnant. But Rita is like Rita has like stock in Laura Ashley home furnishings because <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it is just like the most like obscene. She uh, she moved into her mother's house, which she doesn't really. T- well, you can't really. She lives yeah, and Chrissy lives in the same house that she grew up in, which means what does she have in her backyard? A big old treehouse that was built for them exactly that they can still hang out in and the last scene of the movie they're all just like sitting around in the treehouse and Demi Moore she gives the most incredible emotional monologue that I just don't even understand what are you talking about Sam I've had how many relationships in how many years and I've run from every one of them which doesn't make it easy to get to that next level the intimacy level well if you don't fall in love, you can't get hurt. But it sure is lonely all by yourself. <sighs> wow. I realize that I've been so afraid of the bad things that um, that have missed out good. You know, I didn't want to come back here. But I'm really glad I did. I'd forgotten how much it helped to have you guys as friends. Really lucky to have this place and each other. Like, what is that? What is that speech about? <laughs> I mean, I, we actually so we haven't talked too too much about the movie. Um, there isn't really, no. <laughs> the the movie is like you know the movie got slightly panned when it came out, and um, they kind of like criticized that this movie was had a lot of pieces from other films kind of thrown into it and i think this monologue might have been one of those pieces to Mm. i actually think the movie really is like a lighthearted romp just kind of about a summer that these girls went through um i wonder if like we didn't need like demi Moore to come in and be like what 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 does she even say we it's all about like it's all about like not trusting people and how she hasn't been able to be in a relationship and all this stuff but maybe what she needs is these friendships yeah, which I'm into. Like, I'm into, like... What was our iconic your Melanie line? And you're... <laughs> She's like... When Melanie's like... <laughs> I forget. She's like, yeah, you do you. She's it's like, like Melanie like, didn't even learn this script. The, She's just improvising. She's like, the romance phase or something. What did she say? The intimacy level. 
forget. We watched it. We're potting about this. Like, it's a little harder movie to remember because not too, too, too much happens. Um, but Melanie just kind of like maybe off camera, like mumble. <laughs> Melanie is on a cocktail of something on this film. <laughs> I mean, love, love the girl. Melanie had a few cocktails while she was filming. I, I mean, like a cock, like, I don't even mean like alcohol. I mean, I think she was like. I think she was combining her uppers and downers. and Yeah, Melanie was going through a special time in 1995. Um, she was fun, though. Right? She was having fun. But this is kind of Melanie's last movie for a while, isn't it? Yeah, so, okay, so... Or Melanie, who we absolutely love from uh, uh, Working Girl that we talked about, was kind of having a career she did... Uh, but she was kind of struggling. She, she, we love these movies. So Nick and I grew up loving these movies. She did Born Yesterday with John Goodman, mm-hmm. and she did Milk Money, which we fucking thought we fucking loved. Remember that? Love that movie. Love Milk Money. Ed Harris is. A I wanted snack. that poster so bad. I never got that poster, but I wanted it so much. Beautiful, beautiful. And then yeah, and then and neither of those movies actually, uh, you know, as an adult looking no. back, they didn't do very well. And then she did this. And, after, and then, then after this, she did. I mean, she did Cecil be demented after this, and Mulholland Falls, which are yeah, which are two good movies. But yeah, then it it got really. We lost um, our Melanie for a while, which has been a bummer. But um, we're so glad that she gave us this, even though she only has like three lines in it. And Rita Wilson uh, is now a recording artist, and she's also married to Tom Hanks, so she doesn't have to do a damn thing because she's a billionaire. Um, she which performs I'm, at the Carlisle. She has like a residency. I love that. We should go. We should fucking go see Rita Wilson. She has a great voice. She, Rita Wilson does. Like, she sings. We haven't even talked about. So like the other thing that was so iconic to me about this movie that I remember so much is that this music had all of the like oldies. And I loved oldies. I feel like kids of my generation, like that's kind of what you like got soft, soft into. Mm-hmm. Like the Beach Boys and... Um, and all of this stuff, and they had like great songs like Sugar Sugar <laughs> and the Beach Boys and everything else. Um, <laughs> the one that's really iconic to me is Not Three Times on the Sea while they're riding their bikes. Oh my darling, not three times on the ceiling if you want me. And I remember being like, that's so fabulous. I'm going to ride my bike and just like sing. Like it really did. I feel like it was like a mirrored reflection of kind of what we were doing. Um, but also yes. Sugar Sugar was good and Sign Seal delivered. Like you could just kind of like low key just get this album. And it was just like the greatest hits of this generation. Um, mm-hmm. It was a great soundtrack. Anyway, but- so we so the movie, yeah, the movie's fluff. The movie's lovely. So the soundtrack was bomb. Now And, <laughs> and now we're moving on to our Demi. <laughs> Oh, Demi Moore. I mean, like I said, I really identify with Demi Moore in this movie and that speech that we just played. Um, I mean, Demi was I, Demi was a producer of this movie. You could tell that Demi is the biggest star in this movie at the time. Like, her star is at burning its brightest. Like, she's off of A Few Good Men and Ghost and Indecent Proposal. and Disclosure. She, just, she did The Scarlet Letter. Do you remember that? That was kind of a bomb. Oh, but fuck yes, I did. Fucking... Scarlet Letter. And this is right before Striptease and G.I. James. Which was kind of her downfall. 
Um, yeah. She did. I mean, even though those are both great films, yeah. iconic films. Yeah, but like she definitely like was uh, the public like destroyed her for doing striptease, and then she kind of tried to come back and do Jade Jane. Anyways, yeah, Demi Moore's at the height, and she produced this film. And I think she, like, got the property. Oh, the other cool thing about this movie is it's written and directed by a woman. Which I love. Which is which is amazing. And uh, produced by women. So it's a great... Um, and that woman came that. on to do even more, uh, another foursome, right? She did Pretty Little Liars. Oh, yeah. She went on and did Pretty Little Liars, which I love PLL so much. And we should probably say that that director's name is Leslie Linka Gladder. Yeah, Leslie Linka Gladder. And... Um, it's also written by a woman named I, Marlene King. Um, and just like made by, it's like edited by a woman. Um, it was distributed by New Line Cinema, which is also a woman. <laughs> we're, we're standing, we're standing, that's we're standing a female, hard. That's a female distributor. We're standing um, hard. <laughs> Do you want to talk about, uh, we, we have, so Demi had her career. Yes, she did. And then Rosie sure did have, you know, after this, obviously we don't even need to talk about this because we've, we have Rosie Sand coming on. We didn't talk about this movie. Oh, wait, hold enough. on. Wait, people don't know that yet. Okay. So Rosie, right. This is Rosie's last movie before she started the TV show. Is that true? Yep. And we have a Rosie O'Donnell episode coming up. So stay tuned for that. Icon, iconic. Um, we didn't we didn't talk about that movie though, which was funny. Yeah, so Rosie had this, and then obviously she blew up and became everyone's sweetheart. She Did, became the queen of nice, and then she became the queen of um, not nice. <laughs> we want Rosie O'Donnell on this podcast so badly. Rosie, come on this podcast, please. Um, yes, we we consider Rosie to be the biggest stand of them all. Uh, mm-hmm. And we need her. And so, if anyone has ma- any battle angel magic to get her on the show, would be amazing. Um, okay, other bops with this movie. Yes. Okay. Who? Okay. So there was. So like we said, they go on a mystery, and it was Dear John. They're trying to find out who killed Dear John. This. The spirits haunt the living for a purpose. Dear Johnny wants us to find out how he died. You saw the card. He was murdered. Maybe he wants us to settle the score. Come on, this is getting out of hand. Find anything? Yeah. Jackpot. They were murdered. Beverly Ann Sims and her 12-year-old son Jonathan were found brutally murdered late Friday night. Their bodies were discovered by Peter Sims. After leaving the sidecar pub around midnight, he entered his house to find his wife and son had been shot. The sheriff's department believes a burglar was caught off guard and killed the two witnesses when they apparently woke from their sleep. They have no clues as to a suspect. The sheriff has every reason to believe the robber was probably just passing through and has left the area. Dear Johnny, we know you and your mother were brutally murdered. Did you come back to tell us who did it? We're here to help you rest in peace, Johnny. We're listening. That that summer. Then there was also, what was his name? Scary Pete? Scary Pete. So was it Scary Pete? <laughs> I don't think it was Scary Pete. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> mean Pete. <laughs> Old Pete. Something like that. There's a character in town, which is like the classic Boo Radley. Crazy Pete. Like the weird. Crazy Pete. Crazy Pete. Crazy wow, Pete. you got it. Because I, I, I got my wiki up, baby. Crazy Pete. And crazy. Well, we don't want to spoil it for you. Why? Crazy Why Pete don't we want to spoil it? Being... They're not going to watch this movie. They can't watch this movie. Crazy Pete turns out to be Dear Johnny's father, <gasps> and the reason that he's crazy is because his son and wife were murdered, and no one ever figured out who did it, and the girls can't even figure it out, even with their Ouija board. 
You know, I never told you guys this, but Pete was dear Johnny's father. What? He was? Well, do you remember our last seance in the cemetery? I went back and Pete was there putting flowers on Johnny's grave. He said something that didn't mean as much then as it does now. He told me that things happen in life that you can't stop. But it wasn't a reason to shut out the world. <laughs> so, so they just that. end up being friends with Crazy Pete. But then you find out the weirdest thing is when Melanie Griffith admits that she's been sending Crazy Pete money all these <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, you were she's a rich, disturbed by that. You're like, a rich how, movie did she star? even get Crazy Pete's address? You know, I used to send Crazy Pete a Christmas card every year with some cash. But it came back last year. Yeah, he died. Just like, how did she find out his P.O. Box also, it doesn't without really any work, of them like, knowing. Crazy Pete's a hundred back in like the sixties, and Melanie was I like, know. "His check just just got returned last year." I was like, "No way!" Crazy Pete lived to be two hundred years old. <laughs> we us with math in this movie was not happening. We were definitely trying to fuck with math, which was hilarious while watching like just a serious bop that is now and then, and it is and it is like a fun summer bop. Like I, I, it is, it is like put on this movie while you're listening to Bed of Roses at your pool party yes. this summer. We're fucking designing your summer. Yes, party, put it, like you're welcome. Yes, bitches, put <laughs> put it on a projector and like get in like some like put on your like cat glasses and like <laughs> your bikinis and get ready to bop to some yeah. oldies and. And get ready to get disappointed by a movie that isn't quite as good as we remembered it, but it's still fun. Yeah, it's still super fun, and that's fucking okay. Like, not everything's going to be Battle at Normandy good. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is Battle at Normandy? I don't know, but it can't be that Ari's that epic. I don't know what that is. Um but you know what? It just That's not so everything can me. be that epic, <laughs> and it's fine. It's okay. Like I think when we first watched it, we were like, "Do, do we have anything to say about it?" Well, look, we do, and obviously, we've been talking for an hour. Yeah, we've been talking for an hour, and it's fucking fine. And it's like you know, it's like, there's like something when when like nostalgia meets reality, and you're like, "Oh, this isn't as good as I remember," but it's like fucking okay. Like I'm here to just have like a a good time and see some of these. Um, people at their peaks like Thora Birch is like really you know these actresses like are given kind of a thin script and they're really really good in it um, yeah they're so charming all especially the girls the young the girls, young girls are, so are so charming and really carry this big movie and that's like and that's actually just fucking rare so so hats off to you ladies hats off to well you ladies. done yeah and, and well, thank you ladies thank you Rosie Demi Melanie Rita Thora Christina Gabby and Ashley Aston Moore. And thank you, Battle Angels. Write to us about like your memories of this. I'm sure we all have like really fond memories of this. Like I think this was a big movie for a lot of people uh, growing up. So, or maybe you have other ones. Maybe you have other uh, nostalgic trips that you want to talk to us about. Maybe you want us to cover. And uh, yeah, your best movies about girlfriends. Yes, let's let's do it. We love movies about girlfriends. We love sure the TV do. show girlfriends. Sure do. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And also, since you listen to so much about Now and Then, why don't you go right now to our Apple podcast page and write us a review. That would be so helpful. And then you can feel good about yourself. Now and then. You can feel good about yourself now and then then. I wish it was called then and now. If you like content like this, you need to talk about it. You need to tweet about it. You need to fucking 
make an Instagram story about how much you love listening to this podcast about divas and movies that happened in 1995. Yeah, yes, please. Sweet spot. Okay. We love you. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Kiss good.